welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scottish Watches podcast. This week we decided to get rid of the rude one, so we've chucked Nick from Fears out, uh-huh. and instead it's back to the three of us. But no more jugs. So there will, there will be no conversations about any suspect Instagram accounts that absolutely have nothing to do with us. Can we just make it perfectly clear? No, did you see that the Instagram account that shall not be named mm-hmm. now has an Amazon wish list on it? <laughs> yes, I was sent it by... By me? Was it Arthur? Oh no, or was it you that sent me? it to... I saw a mix of Russian watches and bikinis. Yeah. And a camera. I noticed there was a couple of cameras in there. There was an Instamax, and then it suddenly elevated itself up to like some uh, Canon SLR. Not asking for much of it. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> if you've got the goods, you might as well use them. The affiliate oh, I mean, links. Yeah. The affiliate uh, links. Anyway. Yeah. So, how are things? What's been happening, Rick? Yeah. I've, uh, Dave's brought me a present. Has he? Yes. Oh. So, we do an we... audio unboxing? Yes, let's do so. Okay. So, I shall un. No, I'm not going to say that. Just what you're going to say, slide it out. <laughs> I was going to say unsheath. I'll say it for you. Unsheath. Okay. It's Tudor box. Is this one of the new Royals? This is I'm not hoping, one of the new Royals. And is it Royals as well? Hope he's not too deep into this. That brick's going to be really obvious <laughs> once he opens it. It's like, well, we had the eBay episode whereby they were talking about shipping rocks and how the new uh, the new thing would stop that. Oh, this, brick in a box. Think, thank, thankfully, ah, it's the place, not. The special PlayStation. Rocks. This is the Tudor and thank you to the gentleman who shall be unnamed. The two of them that were involved in this, obviously Dave is. This is the Tudor. I like the way he doesn't name one, but he names me. That's because you're well, here. Clearly, so you were involved. Obviously, he's here. obviously a grass, you know. So this is you're the Tudor Black Bay Harrods. <laughs> no willing to name the top man. And that is, I see. I see that's proper. None of this BB fifty eight nonsense. Is, it, is this Ferris watch supplies? <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait till he tries to wind it up. It's a, <laughs> yeah, let's, shall we see? Shall we see? We, send proper it, we, size we, sent, we sent it past that special um, developments to department. Tick, tick, tick. Don't no, wind you, it up, Dave. You'll be, you'll be, Dave's you'll be, not winding up. <laughs> you'll be the only person I'll probably need to put links in. You've got that fat <laughs> Anyway, that is very nice. I do like that. It's actually, it's a, a cool colour. It is a good colour. It is a good colour. It's as close to the Kermit as I'm ever I don't know if it's get. necessarily true, but um, a couple of folk have said that they think Harrods are getting towards stopping them now all right Mind you, that, there's probably about 800 million of those there already anyway it's a you know? drawer full of them that is actually that is actually i mean I've always you're, one of, you're one of the few folk who actually will probably wear that like most folk would wear a 58 to be fair that's yeah, true yeah it is nice i, I have to say how much are these 27 28 ish something mm. like that i think they were 2500 ish when they came out and they've creeped up to about 27 yeah. or 28 or 28 40 rings a bell I think whatever it was he didn't send enough money no I didn't because I sent the price the guy was originally quoted then said to the person that was picking up like it's probably not that price when you get (laughs) tell me about the difference here's some money go buy me a watch some more money that is actually I would need to see that beside my uh, Black Bay GMT obviously it's got a GMT function a bit smaller as well but I actually think that's nicer the the one good thing is at least the, the dial's black. So if it had been the if the dial had been green as well, it would have been a bit overkill. Yeah, I know these fully green watches. Doesn't matter who the manufacturer is, whether it be Rolex or you know Oris or whatever. Oh no, you know, I, the, some the, of them are right. That very passe. Ricky's Oris is nice, and also the nice. Moser. I'm not going to know. I would never, I would never knock that Moser. We're never saying bad against Moser. Would you not? Thank you, sir. There you go. I've just given you. I was going to say I'll clean ox that or Clorox or whatever it is. Dip it in disinfectant. Get a good yeah. How have I managed to give that to you, shiny? And it's come back. It's got more fingerprints on it than. Well, I hope you don't commit any crimes. You'll get caught. <laughs> anyway, yes, that's lovely. Thank you very much for uh, escorting that north of the border. 
Uh, what else has been happening, guys? Well, it's been like a week or something since we last saw each other. I know, strange, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, what has been happening, actually? Well, um, there have been other Tudor news, as you alluded to oh, there has. briefly. So Tudor have this Tudor Royale, which was initially released in... Asian markets? Asian markets. Has it got a Y at the end? Tudor. No, it's it got an E at the end. No, it's is it Royal or, or Royale? Tudor definitely ends in an R. Like IDR. <laughs> Idea. I think it does I, have an E at the end. I guess. I think it's French cheeseburger special. That's a tasty watch. It's a tasty so, watch. This is getting a bit of a kicking. But I, I, I really think, like I, it. I actually think it's getting a hard time. Um, I didn't, I, I'd only ever seen the pictures, I think, mm. of the whatever 40, 41, the biggest size is yeah, with yeah. the, the uh, day date. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise there was three sizes under it as well. There's, and none of that, they're not day date though, they're just date. There's 51 or 52 versions of this watch. Aye, from what I could see was there's four sizes. Uh-huh. There's the diamond dial and a non-diamond dial. Mm-hmm. And then there's blue, silver. Is there four? Is there two colours? I can't remember. I, I think it's whatever. whatever that is, four, time, four times four times four times four. Aye, that's right. It's so whatever it's the Rolex factory had excess of when there's, they were making aye, the new OPs. It's four. They're silver or blue. Mm-hmm. Diamond and non-diamond. Four sizes. And what is the most important thing about it, Dave, as you pointed out? I've forgotten. It's, it's like... It's, it's got a proper four on it. Oh, I'll give you that. It's got a four bar four. Yeah. I think no. it's quite a nice looking watch. <laughs> the, wee, the smallest one looks a bit silly in that they've put a date on the smallest one, which mm-hmm. I think is a mistake because it's like, I think it's only like 32 or something like that. Yeah. And the date just does it just it doesn't look great I on it. I think they will sell a shed load of these. Yeah. They might not sell very many of them to the kind of people that are listening to a watch podcast, uh, but they'll sell a few. Well, but I'd people, buy will, people will walk in, they'll have stock of this. Mm-hmm. They'll have a really nice display of it all, and for graduation gifts, birthday presents, Christmas yeah. gifts, you know what? Stain- stainless steel watch, decent brand, mm-hmm. integrated bracelet, yep. blue dial, day date, well put together, decent warranty, seventeen hundred quid without diamonds. I mean, what, what absolute, are you? What are you looking to knock? I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling to find anything bad about it, and it's not an unpretty watch. No, no, it's a home run. I mean, you, you compare it to any micro brand that's very doing 80s. similar. Don't get me wrong; oh, yeah. it's very eighties. But the eighties, eighties appears to be back. If you like the eighties, there's a good series on YouTube all about different years of the eighties mm-hmm. that just completed with 1989. Yeah. Funnily enough, yeah. and it's really interesting <laughs> seeing all the things that happened across Aye. the world, like. Challenger, Chernobyl. All right, are you focusing on the really positive stuff then? Yeah, the standouts, <laughs> stand- you know, stand- heavy hitters, standouts. Yeah, the headliners. Well, in this 1989 thing, there was a thing about baseball because we know you love baseball and you know everything I'm about it. And there was a one-armed fan. baseball guy. Aye. Mm-hmm. He's, he's even he, he lives on the he lives on the danger we, line well, of baseball. We, we've got something to to admit. You know, we're we, nearly uh, at 200 episodes. We're nearly at two years. It's actually two years since we first met. Is it really? That's it's horrible, scary in so many ways. Yeah, that's a worry. You know, the world is close to coming to an end, and all I've got to show for it in the last two years is a relationship with you. It's it's. I'm tragic. the giver, not the taker. In case anyone asks. <laughs> yes, 200 episodes in. It, like it takes most podcasts not that long to get a cease and desist letter. Yeah, it has actually taken us a surprisingly long time. Yep, it's really it's really easy when you keep moving though. It's true. No, it's that's true. how you it's, avoid parking tickets and uh, things in your license, allegedly. But it has actually taken two years worth, and finally we got a solicitor's letter. We did. Email. A solicitor's, and they've not sent it in post. It doesn't count in Scotland unless they oh, posted to us. congratulations. Oh. Did, this, did the marriage certificate arrive? Could <laughs> <laughs> have got an old or an old. Uh, anyway, so this is, from a, this is from a gentleman called Mason. Did I give you a copy of it, or are you just... No, you're going to need to read it. Because I've not got a I copy can't. of it. I've here. got COVID. I can hardly speak. <laughs> 
This is from a gentleman called Mason who reached out to us. And around. Probably the wrong expression from uh, Fisher and... Uh, Price. From Fisher, Fisher Price. Price. <laughs> Fisher Price solicitors. LP. Now, it's, it's entirely possible he wasn't supposed to send this from his business account, but you know, who cares? We're grassing up anyway. So we got a cease and desist now. It's not the normal kind of cease and desist you would expect from a watch podcast to do, you know, maybe with saying that all of a certain brand who claims to be made in Germany are actually made in China. Have you fallen asleep yet? Oh, yeah. But uh, I'll let Ricky read. No, I won't. I'm not reading anything. You You can read read it. But I've got to touch your phone then. You've barely touched your own watch. Dave, how did you smuggle that watch? Was it in a crevice? (laughs) (laughs) Was it like Pulp Fiction? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is from, from Mason, and this is on the subject of cease and desisting, talking about baseball. So, one hates to disturb fondly held misconceptions, but the World Series is not, and never was, held out to be a World Championship of Baseball. Uh, the story behind the name is as follows in those halcyon days of yesteryear there were two big professional baseball leagues in the US they were the American and the National Leagues I mean even the fact that one of them's called the National League and there's two of them causes an issue but we'll skip that that would be the natives Uh, and teams from one league never played teams from another league see if you had promotion and relegation then teams from one league would play but anyway you can imagine the endless debates as to which league had the better teams. Or maybe in America, where people cared about baseball. Then a New York newspaper, ah, that's right, blame the mainstream media. Typical Fake news. T- typical American trick. Then a New York newspaper sponsored a series of games between the National League's best team and the American League's best team. It was a big hit. The, well, if you say so. The newspaper in question was the New York World, and it modestly named this series of games for itself. The New York World went bankrupt in 1931, a victim of the Great Depression, but the name of the series was never changed. Had all this happened today, the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal would have bought the naming rights, but no one thought of that 90 years ago. Thus, the World Series refers not to an international competition, but to defunct and long-forgotten newspaper. Okay, thank you for our solicitors left. <laughs> I think you're probably one of 5% of people that watch baseball that know that fact. And or care. And care. And the fact that the New York World, a newspaper in New York, entitled itself The World at the End, is exactly the same problem as the World Series becoming known as the World Series, meaning the whole world. So it's exactly the same problem, just Anyway, to make this letter go away, send a cheque for $750 to the United (laughs) States Inland Revenue Service, care of Donald Trump. Care of Donald Trump, yes. Let's pay Donald Trump's tax. Yes, so this... Can we do a crowdfunder? Well, you know what? Scottish watches. (laughs) Within, within, people who live in the UK will be familiar with the fact that Wales is always used to denote the size of anything. So if the Amazon rainforest is burning, it's always said to be... Twice the size of Wales. Twice the size of Wales. Just burn Wales twice. (laughs) (laughs) There are are other things you could do, but yes, the... Not enough Tinder left. And so now uh, Donald Trump's tax bill has become known as a... It's a unit of currency now. So this Tudor watch is now... That that, that Tudor watch is three... three, 3.5 Donald Trump's tax bills. So if you go on the internet, you'll see that people are now referring to things about being the size of Donald Trump's tax bill. But by the way, folks, we're we're recording this in our favourite recording venue, which is the... Outside Broadcasting Department. OHBC News. <laughs> and we're, you know we're in I've the time no- lounge. But you know what I've just noticed? There's no squeaky door. There is. Oh, no, it's there. not a squeaky door, it's a banging a door. A banging door. Is yeah. it just the fact there's nobody else here? No, I keep hearing the banging. Okay. But we're in a hotel, so it could be from <laughs> one of the rooms upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Need to upgrade their sound then. Oh, man. Anyway. Yes. 
So, yes, thank you for our first season to this letter to talking about uh, baseball. Yeah, that was good. We will so, still say that it's a silly sport. Yes. Now, silly things. Mm-hmm. Apparently, becoming a watchmaker is a mm-hmm. silly thing. According oh, yeah. to Vice.com. <laughs> What's the story there? Yeah, so this is Vice. It's not a website I often... I've never really visited Vice. It tend, You tend to see... No, no, you don't visit it. They visit you. Yeah, well, yeah, some of that. But also it tends to be articles... The whole that, comes through his front door. <laughs> they get picked up Seven in the morning. It's a different way of getting his back doors kicked in. Was it, was it a list of pointless degrees? Or the worst degrees? Or I think it was, I think it was, something, like, it was something like the most useless or useless degrees. degrees. So normally it's like Egyptology and media studies. But in this particular case, they picked on uh, the watchmaking... Uh, diploma stroke degree whatever it is that's done at Birmingham University is it actually Birmingham University or is it like Birmingham Aston University Birmingham Birmingham like jumped up polytechnic uh, it's a yeah it's a special university that so one. I thought when I initially saw this headline I thought they were going to have a go at the Struthers but they didn't so uh, it is a degree in watch and was it Birmingham UK or Birmingham Alabama they were talking about though well I love how you guys have checked out the article <laughs> was it this was it that was it this was it that this, it this, was this podcast has Bur- never been known for detail uh, course director defends Birmingham neurology degree after skit labels it among the most useless qualifications in the UK see I mean for someone who is just trying to get clickbait like vice presumably are looking to do then yeah it's a very funny story but actually holy christ see trying to read an article on watch pro you actually have <laughs> to the adverts jesus oh, it's, horrific. it's terrible <laughs> even they, on mobile they've got they've got to make they've got to, you know <laughs> make a crust pay those people somehow i know to, to, to be fair, i'd say it's a specialist degree but yeah. it's pretty useful like well a it is it's a really transferable skill like there's always demand for watch and clockmakers. if you've got that degree and you're good at it you can go and live anywhere in the world and get you'll a job do, you'll do okay because huh? you don't need to actually speak the local lingo of wherever you're going because you're going to be stuck in a wee cubicle all by yourself so you don't need to speak Japanese if you're going to do it in Japan you just need to know numbers like 7750 exactly and 321 and how to change batteries and, some, and, the, and the main joy for antisocial people is you don't need to speak to people generally exactly you can Winner. just plug in listen to our podcast and that bit hey, you just mentioned something else though that, uh, what did you just slag him about everything oh, no it wasn't him it was sure. adverts Oh, the adverts. I noticed that Watch Jesus. Pro have finally got... Him. Yeah, wasn't he doesn't have Watch Pro. Away. Anyway, Watch Pro Aha, are the surprise. first mainstream media to report about Vortec. Yes. And, oh. and uh, Hamilton Strokes Watch Group. Nobody else has. So we'll, it's a we'll trade t- publication, though, isn't it, to be fair? It is a trade mm-hmm. publication. So we'll tick Watch Pro off the list, but we're still waiting on you, Hodinky. Which maybe, and a blog which to maybe watch says, though, I mean, to be fair, with that being a trade publication, the trade probably has a bit more interest mm-hmm. in that. Because most general public, as we've said, sadly, will be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because Fox did a good uh, video. They went and interviewed RT and they got a little bit more information than we mm-hmm. did out of the two things mm-hmm. we did with them. Mm-hmm. And I think the general public watching that would be like, yeah, little guy, mm-hmm. big American mm-hmm. company that got took mm-hmm. over, well, went defunct, took over in Switzerland. Yeah. You need to stop saying, aha, uh-huh, and because mm, I can't cut out a live recording, you dick. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Anyway, uh, shut it. But the video is good, and they they've covered it. We actually got another. I don't know if it was on Instagram. We got an email through in the last couple of days from someone. It was like uh, obviously I just skimmed it and didn't read it properly just yet. <laughs> details, but details, details. Uh, basically saying that we were the only guys to cover the story properly. Mm-hmm. They quickly Which, scanned it. We're looking for pound or dollar signs. Didn't see any. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was offering you money or free watch. I was like, is this from Lugs and Jugs? No, right, okay, delete. <laughs> Watch Pro covered that, but the whole degree thing, I think it's a great idea. If anything, in the last three years since I've become involved in the hobby, I've seen more and more normal people 
getting interested in more and more watches getting sold. And like we've talked about before, the Apple Watch has made people more accustomed to having something on their wrist. Yeah. And when it dies after a year and a little, I'm not paying another X amount of hundred pounds just to upgrade. I'll I'll go for something like a Tudor or an Omega or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's, it's most definitely a skill. Yeah. You know, it's 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 and it's, it's in it's, demand. Yeah, and it, it kind of ticks many. You know, it's it's, it's it, a lot of it would maybe class it as vocational, but it's you know it's way more than vocational as well because well, the, the kind of the knowledge and kind of. Uh, background you need to have in it more than just being able to physically fix it, it is is a big part of it as well mm-hmm. you know? well as we say it's not it is a degree but it is actually a vocation like being a plumber or an electrician yeah. but you don't need to apprentice that way so you can have the joy of going to university and currently being locked in your hall of residence yeah. <laughs> because you're hiding from COVID, but you can have the university experience and actually come out with a trade, yeah, which you can much. then go go anywhere in the world. And when you, you hear lots of people on podcasts and YouTubes and all the rest of it talking about how they've travelled the world because of this degree they've had and they've, you know, they've eventually set up their own watch brand mm-hmm. or watch company or, or you know, ended up working for one of the big boys or graduating yeah, yeah. through actual making watches to management and you know, running brands. It'd be oh, nice to have a few more brands that were actually run by people that knew how to fix watches, but there you go. Yeah, instead of uh, marketers and mm-hmm. Kickstarter guys. Yeah, absolutely. But what would you say then would be the top three shite degrees to get? What are your kids doing at uni? <laughs> uh, <laughs> top three worst degrees. History. French. Nah, history's all right. You just, I mean, how does that help the, you get a job? The, the, the problem is they never learn from their mistakes. That's the problem. How does this help geography or... Geography is a single most... It's genuinely... Folk who do geography, they, they all get slagged off, quite rightly, to be fair. But uh, they get slagged it's off. A, it's, it's a multidiscipline subject. It's Tell true. me a job that you can get from it. Geography, GIS systems, uh, town planning, <coughs> civil engineering, lots of different Google areas. Maps. What? <laughs> Google Maps. To be I, fair, probably done by a geographer or a cartographer more accurately. To train them to be able to ask, do you want fries with that? I thought that. <laughs> Can you no, park in Bay Two, please, it's, sir? It's what's known as a colouring in degree. Because <laughs> for geography, you have to colour in all those maps. It's important. That's cartography, you idiot. <laughs> No, to be fair, both geography and history, despite the fact that I know many people who have studied both history and geography and abuse them thoroughly for their degrees, yes. are actually incredibly useful and yeah. transportable Useless degrees will go for... Skills. It's like the old for? thing people used to say, that if you went to Cali Uni, the only thing that Cali Uni was good for was getting a degree in origami. <laughs> It's a skill, mate. It's a skill. Well, what's it's not professionally you know, working special effects industry. Ah, special exactly. effects. Well, I would say French. I mean, who cares? Other than the French. <laughs> There's a little je ne sais quoi. Do you know what? Do you know what? French, who the, cares? Because f- we don't care about the French and the French don't care either. So. You know the French don't have a word for entrepreneur? Fuck. You're all weak. Anyway, that's a shout out to Sophie. So there you go, Sophie. They drag him out. Any new watches we can talk about? What do you think of that fierce watch now, Nick, isn't here? Well, it's too small. Is it? Yeah. But that's just for me. Says says Mr. Mr. Svelte. Mr. Svelte. So the the watch is is a lovely, lovely watch. I have pestered him many times to say, Nick, when are you going to make something like that? A 42 mil or even a 40. Because I really like it. It does have a Panerai aesthetic to it. Uh, I think the Radium. What's that kind of case? Kind shape. Of shape I, I really like it. I like the size of it, but mm. you have got monster wrists, to be fair. But I do really like it. I mean, the quality... Attention to details there. Attention to details there. People always talk about... I mean, Oris, that we're all big fans of, are, are doing this whole thing on the... And Christopher Ward and the recyclable packaging and all the rest of it. But you see what? Buying a Fears, the packaging is part of the experience yeah, of buying it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been sent them as if we had bought them. 
uh, for review and for show. And the whole thing is just remarkable. So if yeah. that's the kind of watch... If, that's the, if that aesthetic appeals to you and size appeals to you, you'll not go wrong. But one thing that you can't, you know, the thing about that is that, yeah, that's what he's happy with and yeah. what he likes. And if you don't like that aesthetic or size, mm-hmm. there's not much you can yeah. do about it. But everything else about that um, watch from a quality perspective, attention to detail, packaging, all the other stuff that goes into it, you you'd struggle to fault it. Well, I noticed before the episode aired, we were talking about fears because the embargo lifted. People started talking about it. We posted it on Instagram. And on the Scottish Watches Facebook group, people were saying, yeah, it looks okay, but oh, that's a bit pricey. I wouldn't pay that. And then what happened was I told them, I kept my cam for the first time ever because I was going to go in and boot balls, but I didn't. I said, listen, guys, check out the episode. Listen to what the guy tells you and see what happens yeah. because there's like a lot of energy and effort went into the multi-stage process for the dial and the hands. So people listened to the episode and then all the comments came in, oh, I've completely changed my mind. Yeah, and num- you know, even just down to the, the, the numerals, the numbers, the typeset, mm. you know, everything been done. There's a huge amount of detail that goes into that. And it's not, it's not entry level, but it's no. by no means... It's not, it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even middle premium either, you know, it's kind of sub five grand. It's boutique. It's yeah. bespoke it's, boutique. It's a considered purchase. You're not just going to go out and blat 3, 4K without thinking too much about it. But likewise, you know, it's very attainable for anyone that's looking for a watch that's a dressy, yeah. well thought out, considered different watch that you're not going to see every day. If you like the aesthetic, you listen to the story, you understand yeah. the guy. If you've listened to the three podcasts that we've done, the, the couple of SWLs that we've done with him, and he's been on various other podcasts as well, listen to it. If you like the story, you've mm-hmm. been on the website, seen the picture, seen the video, and drilled down into the yeah. history and everything that he's done, including like going and getting a normal job, yeah. stacking shelves at Asda. Passion. To, to basically keep his company afloat. Yeah, pay he's, people. he's passionate about it yeah. and he cares a lot. And they only do 10 of the, was it 10 of the Midas, 10 gold I think watches he was a saying, year? No, I think, wait, was it not? Slightly he's, he's extended only, this time. I've ever done five yeah. a year, but this year because... So it's an exclusive club as well. Yeah, he was saying oh, this yeah. year he's going to do, I think, a few more, maybe ten few more because... He's the... a UK case maker, I think, yeah. for the gold ones. Put a bit more time. And they're still working, lockdown whereas stuff, yeah. lockdown's so definitely... Okay. add all that together and the fact that the cost of the production of the hands is, what was it, 90% of the cost of the movement? Add all that together and compared to, if you like the aesthetic of it, compared to a Tudor or a yeah. lower end Omega, like, a, I don't know, the entry level Speedy is about four. I mean, you know, that well, that kind of money, yeah, that money you could go and buy a, a stock Speedy or, you know, something like, I don't know, a, a you know, uh, a cookie cutter a, a, watch Seamaster 300 it give or take in, it's an interesting question of what it is actually competing against so what of that aesthetic at that I mean what actually so what's it competing against looks wise I mean is it Nothing. is it a radiomere it's not really because no, they're much, so much bigger yeah because the radiomere is just a big lump there's no other there's no other micro brands I can think of off the top of my head that are making what is a dress utility watch like that the, the the only thing you'd probably find is maybe looking back at buying a vintage piece yeah. from some, you know, whether it's Rolex or whoever, a kind of vintage piece that's probably more yeah. akin to that size and look at that kind of money. Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle to find anything from any of the major Swiss yeah. brands new that's got the aesthetic size, feel, look. And certainly from any of the major brands, yeah, they're very well made, they're great quality, everything else, but you're not going to get the attention to detail you're getting on that watch mm-hmm. at uh, three or four grand from a Swiss company. You're going to get a cookie cutter that pays their bills. And yeah. the numerals on that salmon dial are Moser-esque mm-hmm. in the way that they look, or the Zenith, the big Zenith pilots. 
uh, with the standard. The numerals are absolutely stunning. Well, I think the thing that now lets down his watch is the fact it's got an ETA movement in it because even though they take it apart, service it, and do a little bit of changing inside, everything else is so over-engineered. Mm-hmm. It would be good if there was a Although, step up. Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure what a step up would be. There isn't. The that's thing the thing. Is, but the he's taking the case, the, the dial, and the indices. Or triple the price to oh, have yeah. a movement that's a, whatever you want to call it, in-house movement that probably will be more intensive, you know, you more know intensive in work and use and service. It just wouldn't be as reliable. You could do with a K2 movement in that. Uh, well, that, 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 yes. Is there talks behind the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> I think a micro rotor movement in a 41 mil version of that, I mm-hmm. would be queuing up for one of them. I think that would be stunning. So a wee Horage Fears combo. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we could, special edition, limited edition Special Scottish limited watches. edition Scottish watches. I think we're sorted. I think we've got a winner there. What is it that people keep asking us to do limited edition watches with them? Well, What's that all it's about? an interesting strategy. <laughs> but uh, Maybe if, for maybe if, for our second anniversary. If we'll, you're interested we'll in a limited, if, if we could persuade you to buy something from us, what what, what would you buy with Scottish I don't know if buying with Scottish watch from all his face. Buying from you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. A brick in a box. It says Tudor on it. <laughs> uh, so other actual watch news. We've done the Tudor Royale. There was a new aura. Actually, before we go into the new Oris, which I think is really cool, can somebody explain to me what's going on with Street Fighter and Seiko? Is it is there another set of Street Fighter watches coming out with Seiko? I think so, because Time same? Inside did a video with all these new ones and they look different. I'm confused as to what's going on. But it is Seiko. It's not Seiko Citizen. 5. It is oh, Street it's, Fighter. It's, it's, it's not the, Mortal it's Kombat. The, it's the five that replaced the SKX, isn't it? Yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is Seiko, and it's not that it's Mortal Kombat rather than Street Fighter or something. It's just they're slightly different. They look really nice. Oh, there's, a, there's God knows how many characters uh, in that franchise. So they're they're worth checking out. You know absolutely f- all about this conversation, do you? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I was saying uh, I was uh, uh, I see some new watches. Are these, are these <laughs> a global release as well, or they're Japan only? Japan, Japan. I believe Japan they're a global only. release. I well, believe. you can get them from Watches of Switzerland. All right, okay. And different places. So if we go to SeikoWatches.com, which Rick obviously didn't do, Seiko Five Sport Street Fighter V Limited Edition. These look really cool. These are. Hmm, I was going to say the kind of drip into the teen territory where you're uh-huh. looking to get like your kid's first mechanical watch but Street Fighter's a more our generation thing yeah that's going to be that, that's, that's going to be your 20 something is like remembering back the way that's going to be 30 something probably because yeah, sh- like no, 20 something <laughs> we're, we're not 20 <laughs> Dave listen just because you can find the kid's shoes right <laughs> Yeah, you've got Lego shoes on. I have got Lego shoes on. And there's two I'm, of them, so I mean, is that Lego shoes? Is that not like currently standing on Lego, like going across the carpet? Is ah, it not like, like sore? It's like, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like certain passages in the book that you really like, you know, like as you walk around, it's like you just have to remember that life's hard. <laughs> is this your sack? Is this the equivalent of sack cloth this is you're it, wearing? This is it, yes. It's like, it's like it's being flogged in a daily manner. <laughs> Although to be fair, if you want to go down this road, your trackies would go quite well with my... Uh, they would indeed. Oh, Gordon Bennett, I hadn't noticed. A solid move. Mm-hmm. And absolutely nothing that you're wearing. Nice winkle pickers. Yeah, they are They are a bit pointy. There we go. Nice. Anyway, so these watches, <laughs> they look pretty cool. Uh, I'd seen them, as I say, Time and Tide did a video on them, which I had a wee check out because it was nice to see a Time and Tide video that wasn't sponsored by Tag. <laughs> Time and Tide are Sorry. coming to the UK. Are they? Time and Tide have recruited... Zach? No, they haven't recruited Zach. I don't know whether it's Zach... It's a carrot, isn't it, in front of the donkey? <laughs> let's, let's just pretend Christ that we're only... Carrot, let's let's just... Pretend Zach, we're just speaking to you now. Okay, you need to sit down and deep breath. take a deep breath and just let it all out. Let it all out. Come, you need to have your come to Jesus moment, which is basically coming back to Scottish watches <laughs> and realizing that you didn't get the job in the UK 
because you're American and you bring all the COVIDs across. So all uh, the COVIDs. All the COVIDs. So no, uh, Time and Tide have uh, given a gig to I think a former GQ guy. Guy. Right. It was a guy. A guy called Mike Christiansen. Christiansen. Christian Nensen, something like that. So he's running the Time and Tide London office, which I'm assuming means he's sitting in his bed sit in London at a desk waiting for calls from Switzerland because he's in the right time zone and then just has mm. to phone Andrew McCutcheon in Australia and wake him up early to ask him if it's okay if he writes about it. Mm-hmm. So my takeaway from this is Hans Christian Andersen writes a new book. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. Sold. Sold. Done. So yeah, Time and Tide. So what else was it? Oris. What about them? They're just releasing something every week. They're like Grand Seiko at the moment. What is are having a little bit of a... What would be the baseball term? They're striking out? No, home run? Home run. That's home it. Striking out is <laughs> losing, home runs winning, yeah. Jesus. Or are hitting a few home runs. So that hang Jesus gang is not that you've help got... Them. That hang gang that you've got is pretty decent. And this is... Have we figured out how to pronounce that yet? Hang gang. Hang like gang. I knew how to pronounce it. It's not hang ang. H-A- is it not H-A-N-G? It's hang Ang. So it could be Hang Gang H- or it could be Hang so Ang. So H-A-N-G, is it ha- H-A-N-G? G-A-N-G. Seriously, three Scotsmen are trying to pronounce a South Korean river and we think either of us are going to come up with the right pronunciation. <laughs> Should we phone them? <laughs> have you ever heard an American trying to pronounce Loch Ness? No. Aye. Aye. Have you, heard, have you tried to hear pretty much anybody try to say the word Loch that's not from Scotland or, or Ireland? Or an, uh, an American coming to Glasgow looking for Milne Gavi. Ah, Milne Gavi. Why don't we perform this experiment? Loch right. Dune. So everybody, as you're listening to this podcast in your car or on your bike or walking the dog or in the house, let's have a collective rolled R. Let's, no, let's, let's record so the word Loch. And then send it by DM to Rick. That's right. So d- send us the send us your best lock. Send us your best lock or your best rolled R. So or or if you really want, if you want, if you can do that, you got to move on to level two, and you have to say burglar alarm. <laughs> There's been a murder. <laughs> There's been a murder, and the burglar alarm went off <laughs> at the lock. My my favourite, which was how to do an instant Geordie accent. Have you heard this? There's one phrase. There's there's one item you need to say. And I'll wait until these ladies have passed us by, just because they'll get even more weird looks. No, they're looking. Go away. Open your door. Anyway, is is the word pooper scooper? Pooper okay. scooper. Pooper scooper. <laughs> Instant Geordie accent. Pooper scooper. There we go. Oris have a new watch. Yes, Oris have a new watch. This is the Reno Air Races, and this is really cool. I really like this. The Reno Air Races are cool. I've never been. Have you been? No. That's not a thing you've been to. You're watching the telly. Watching the telly. Is that the thing whereby they fly through? A, is it a World Series? Do you know what it's kind of like? It's like pre-Red Bull Air Race. Right, okay. You know, it's all it's all like um, crazy dudes in their mm-hmm. little crop dustery type single prop. Do they let the Bremen brothers take part? That's my... Uh, they do. Well, they, they, they open it by crash landing. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, and then picking through the pieces for watch parts. <laughs> Did you see one of the, the, I think it was, it wasn't the guy we interviewed, it was his brother, it was Giles. It was Giles, yes. He popped onto our Instagram. He did. We were taking the piss out of Invicta for Uh ripping off a Christopher Ward design. And Uh he popped up and went, they did that to us too. (laughs) So yeah, that was, I I think it's the first time that Christopher Ward and uh, Bremen have collabed collabed on an Instagram account before. (laughs) It was actually, and then I made a little video out of it. To be fair, all I'm going to say is like, when it comes to Invicta copying you, Imagine you're the brand that they haven't copied. That's <laughs> that. That's like there's. That's, that's <laughs> like worse like a than being passage. copied. It is. It's like getting copied is a badge on, isn't it? Yeah. Who are they not going to have copied? Beards yet. Yeah. We'll give them come. ideas. It'll come. Oh, talking about things that copied, there is, and we'll get back to the Oris, uh, Oris at some point. in a minute. Was Hamilton? Have you seen the Hamilton? 
pilot watch the vortex make that it looks like a yeah. Which one? It looks like it's got a calculator bezel on it, so it looks like a Breitling. You mean as in like a ah, it's metric got a, bezel? It's, it's got a metric bezel, so you can calculate uh, you know how much fuel you've got left in your plane. It'd be useful for Reno Air Races or the Giles Bremen brothers, English brothers even. Uh, the Giles Bremen the brothers. brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's literally just like Seiko, Grand Seiko. That's <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Oris, have you seen this watch? The, not in real life, but I've seen the pictures. It is a very nice watch. Describe it, it for people to go. It is a pointer date. Big, no, big pointer date, big crown, yeah. Pointer date, big crown. It's got a GMT on it as well, isn't it? Am I making that no. up? No. We're just going to stand, I'm going to stand now for this. Why? For telling Dave that he's wrong. Is it? It is a GMT. Pretend you've been standing. I'm showing him a picture now. That's a GMT, isn't it? Uh, right, hang on, so... Well, okay. Count so, the hands, there's four oh, hands. On. Yeah, but is that not second hand, you idiot? No, it could well be. <laughs> oh, no, hang so, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait has it got a 24 hour scale oh, on it? All right, so yeah, it's got 24 round outside and it's got an inner date ring in it. So yeah. it's, a, it's a, oh, no, hang on, it says on it, stay still, Big Crown Pro Pilot GMT. You're, no, he's no wrong. I'm he's no wrong. wrong. Dave, did he get something right? It's a first for everything. On our second anniversary. It's a first for everything. Got to give him a wee tickle on the second anniversary. It has. So he's getting. It has the date wheel on it that your hangang has. Ah, it's the cent- you know, like the central one. Yeah. And then an e- a roulette wheel and then an external, uh, like the pointer date, but it's actually a GMT hand. So it's not a pointer date. It's not has, a pointer date then. No, it's not a big crown. Pilot. So it actually has five hands technically because it has a running seconds. It has a GMT hand. There's and the seconds then, in the picture. Well, that's got to be the second hand then. The other blue hand. Because the date's in the middle. Yeah, so it's uh, so second GMT. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. All the hands. Twice in one Twice. show. All the hands. <laughs> All the hands. But to be fair, he started off by saying it was a big a big crown pointer date and it yeah, isn't okay. It's a GMT it's pro pilot. <laughs> so basically, basically, he's entirely wrong. Uh, but don't hold that against me. So 2,650 Swiss francs. Two what's? 2,650. How many trumps is that? It's three, three and a half trumps. Sounds like me after a curry. Quite like the blue. It's a proper electric blue. It's a proper electric blue. I... Is it a tie case or a steel? Ooh, that is. I'm guessing it'll be steel at that moment. Question: Stainless steel folding clap. It is grey PVD. Oh no, that'll have the that'll have the seatbelt style release on the clasp as well. Forty-one air, forty-one mils. It's a good size. Hundred meter water resistant. Limited edition one thousand. Does not actually tell. Okay, me so it's a pilot watch with a hundred meter water resistance. That means it'll be gray, perfect for sailing then. It's grey PVD. That's the only What's thing. under the PVD? Stainless steel. Right. Stainless steel grey PVD. That might be the only thing that doesn't make it perfect. If it was brushed steel rather than PVD. That'd be quite a nice looking watch though. Yeah, a nice looking watch. I would say that's my favourite Oris. Really? At the moment. I think that looks really nice. You didn't like the baseball one? Baseball one's that pretty was cool as well, but they're not going to let me buy one of them now, are they? No. I'm no. not going to buy the baseball watch. Didn't like watch. that until I get a cease and desist. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. 42 hour power reserve. It's a calibre 798. 42. Very cool. 41 mm. mil. Well, watch here's something here's something a little bit watch related for this podcast being a watch related podcast. Mm-hmm. If people didn't catch the SWL with Nick, mm-hmm. he came out with a little bit of information that he was in I think it was the Vacheron boutique just looking at yes. watches obviously. He gets dressed up specially in his bow tie for it, so yep. it's taken even more seriously. And he goes in and he looks at the same watch all the time. Mm-hmm. And what they said to him recently was Go away, Nick, you're go away, Nick. Us. You're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna switch this for an apple and leave. But what they said to him was that he could trade in a watch and they would, because of their relationship through Richemont and Watchfinder, they would trade in any watch he's got and they would give him something like 10% more than if he went to Watchfinder Direct. He tried trading in all of his own Fears watches, but that didn't work. Oh. So does that mean if I, like, nick his 
watch that I just gave him his, uh, his Black Bay mm-hmm. and go in and negotiate a discount and hand that over I can get an overseas for nothing No, what would happen is you would go in and it would give you 10% more than going direct to Watchfinder so right. for that Harrod you'd probably get about 59 pence <laughs> instead of 49 59 pence 59 pence? Yes Watchfinder prices are amazing <sighs> You get crisp with that there was actually a really interesting video last night with Tim Mosso, so Watchbox, Tim Mosso's live last night, and he was talking about a conversation he had with an MD of a watch brand where the MD basically admitted that strategically the big brands had made a mistake over the last 10, 15 years in making folk believe that in anything other than Rolex, the expectation that you should get the same money back you know, that watches are investments, basically. Well, and you don't lose on them, I. That you don't lose on them. And that what's now happening is that's screwing them all over in the whole watch brands getting into doing their own approved use, because they all want to, because they can all see the sense in taking in their old watches as part of exchange for their new watches. But, but they're the going to have to buy back for more than the profit they made selling exactly. out. Exactly, because the problem is they've given everybody the expectation that when they bring in their Breitling Navi timer five years later, it's going to be three or four K back in it, it. as opposed to a thousand pounds, fifteen hundred quid, yeah, which is other, actually what it's the, worth. But the other thing as well is you know like the. Congratulations, Dave, for actually talking over Rick this full episode. I'm trying. You're doing well. <laughs> it was a pre-planned. We're getting them trained <laughs> your, up. Your, your message was good. Um, I think the the bit about it is, is that, you know, as we know, there's a decent healthy profit margin in most Swiss brands when they sell new. There's no two mm-hmm. ways about it. But they're still trying to emulate that on the secondary market as well, which yes. means the reality is what you're being offered for your watch is washers from these guys compared to what you could even you know you shouldn't ex- you should never expect to get back what you paid for it not even near what you paid for it mm-hmm. you know if you get half back after a few years you're probably done okay but you know the thing is that you're you, these people are paying so little for them that and, and they're not they're being a wee bit disingenuous because you can sell them on the secondary market for a lot more but these people seem to think that they're doing you a favor by offering you you know a thousand quid for a speedmaster well, uh, yeah because i think it needs to be made clear in what ricky's saying about a 10 percent difference is you're still probably going to be insulted by what they offer oh, you yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and i think that's where e- ebay are playing a bit of a blinder so we had an interview with uh tariff there is that if they can get that system to work and be accepted yeah. as being legit which it seems to be perfectly we can't you know, really lose can you i can't is it's going to encourage so many more people don't have an eBay history, just have one thing they want to sell. They don't, they're not, they don't use the platform, but have something. Yeah, there's validation in doing it now. Because actually just having no selling history, having no buying history... Is it relevant now? ...is not relevant. Yeah. And I think that's probably the key thing that came out of that conversation. Well, another eBay. key thing is we kept getting people say to us, is this an advert? Did you no. guys get paid? No. no. We said in the actual episode, we didn't. We had obviously got a contact through Sophie, mm-hmm. who works with us. Uh, that's how we managed to get the scoop yes, on that. more money and then we'll, the thing we'll is, be your know, I, think, I think that's a sad thing, else. though, in a lot of media, <laughs> whether it be podcasts or print advert or whatever it is these days, is that by them, by a company paying to advertise, they think that that in itself makes you part of their marketing department mm-hmm. which means you have to toe the line it's like no it's an independent if ah. you want to advertise advertise but they feel that there becomes a bit and that's the same in lots of industries okay. is you know that you'll see certain publications not slag off a b or c and you can usually pretty much work out by looking through the magazine quite a lot of adverts for the brand that they won't slag off in this magazine or podcast or whatever and that's that's a sad reflection now of how things are but you know you're right you have to have that it is a really i mean listen don't get me wrong it's a really difficult line to walk and we think and talk about it all the time 
as various opportunities present themselves to us. But being, being honest, not being allowed to be honest and saying I don't like it is very different to, you know, proactively going out on a full attack mode on mm -hmm. something for the yeah. sake of, you know, and there's plenty of, if there's, there's plenty of podcasts and plenty of YouTube channels if you want to listen to folk or see folk attack things for the sake of generating mm. clicks. No so names. TGV then. Well, in a minute, <laughs> I like that. We to finish on what you're saying there, we know of like a good number of people that have done sponsored content, advertising mm -hmm. and podcasts and YouTube things. And then they've said to us, well, if you're going to work on something in the future, we can't talk about this. We can't yes, talk about yeah. that because we're contracted for six months mm -hmm. not to talk about any competitors yep. of XYZ. Yep. So that doesn't work great. But no. on the flip side, we're at what, two years in? Mm -hmm. Well, two years will be in January for the podcast, 200 episodes. Our contingent is about 60% at the moment over in the States. So, yeah. so yeah. basically, if you've got some money and you want to send it to Airbnb, we'll oh, yeah, it's it's we would take checks, postal orders, We're very Bitcoin, capable, very capable of spending other people's money. Yes. Not a problem at all. Uh, we have a watch habit to feed. Uh, but there we go. So, yes, TGV. Yes, our good friend. What, the Lord French and train? Yeah, French train. Uh, people keep running a freight train through him. So, Point this is a thing. story about a video whereby he says... It's more or less inappropriate that YouTubers should be involved with retail. Yeah, he made a video. Now, we generally don't watch his stuff. Well, I don't watch his stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Sort of uh, moved up from Sesame Street of watches further ahead. But people had posted it in our group and on Instagram and messaged us about it because uh, we don't talk about the guy because we don't really like his stuff. You know, it's fine. But he took a real good swipe basically in one of his latest videos where he said, you know, the watches to avoid, people to avoid, this, that and the other. And one of the points was people that run YouTube channels to do with watches should not be involved in the retail of watches because they're going to push what they like and they're going to sell and make money on. And we thought, well, hold on a minute. And the problem with this is what exactly? I mean, did we, yeah, are we surprised? Do you know the thing is, it's like on one hand, he wants to turn around and tell people what they should and shouldn't like. But then on the other hand, he's saying, oh, but if you're in the media or you're doing content, you shouldn't be doing this because you're going to influence what folk want. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it, mate. Either, either you know, it's like, it's, it's just bullshit. It's like, A, don't tell folk what they should and shouldn't like to begin with. Tell them what you like and don't like. Yep. And if folk want to buy or not buy off the back of that, good luck to you. It's no, free. the point here is, <laughs> he put this video out, people were commenting saying, oh, he's taking a shot at Theo and Harris, he's taking a shot at Federico, yeah. all these things. And I thought, hmm, I think I've got some screenshots <laughs> somewhere <laughs> from three years ago. In Let Indiana me go. Jones warehouse that we hold. Aye. So Ricky went into his uh, iPhone screen captures and pulled out from July 2017, where in TGV's group, he had Christian from Theo and Harris and Federico booted out of his group because TGV was about to launch his brand new online vintage watch sales department. And well, he's he never done a collab either, has he? No, never. <laughs> never. And he basically kicked everybody out. I got the screen captures because Christian didn't really hold back. No, he we went didn't. on the offensive and said, listen, TGV came to me, asked me how to set up a business. He didn't know anything about vintage. I showed him how to buy watches. I sold him a few Rolex. Him and his business partners are just about to launch. And then it never happened. Yeah. So it just shows how disingenuous I'd the guy is. It's not even that. It just shows you how just, just warped some people are that if they're not getting what, you know, if they're not getting what they want or they, they, they feel that they're not relevant anymore, they have to just go in attack mode. I mean, did people he not just work bullshit. for Watchbox for a full year? What work? What? Plagiarise for what on behalf Plagiarize of for Watchbox. It's like when you used to fill your car up with petrol and then you went to pay for it and they said, have a, have a mug. 
You're like, I really don't want a mug. You've got enough points. Have a mug. No, I really don't want the mug. I'm afraid, so that's part of the deal. Is that more accurate? <laughs> As, was it not more like going filling a cup with petrol and accidentally filling it up with diesel in his case? No. Or or more like, you know, like when you go to buy a box of cornflakes because you want cornflakes, but it comes with like a little free thing. Well, did we not hear from Tim Mosso that when TGV eventually was ejected from Watchbox, that they had to go around and change all the keyboards because the Control-C and V keys were all worn out? <laughs> The only problem with that ejection seat was it still had the parachute attached. Oh, that's a wee shame. That's harsh. Free Bremont. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> anyway, oh, watch content. Seamaster. Yes. Uh, so seeing as Davis here, let's talk Omega. Uh, o- let's talk Omega Seamaster and let's talk Snoopy. Mm. So first up, the Omega Seamaster. This is the chronograph. Omega confused me. Let's see if he gets this right, will we? I'm never going to get it right. It is T for tantalum. Ti- titanium, tantalum, and rhodium, is it? This one, or nickelodeum? Gold. Gold. Sedna. Sedna gold. Uh, I quite like the look of this. I don't normally like these Seamaster 300s. I much for the Planet Oceans for their big divers. I was going to say... It, this is quite nice. I like the, the colour palette, everything. But obviously, this is similar in that about a year or so, maybe a bit longer ago, 18 months ago, they did the Seamaster 300 non-chrono mm-hmm. in tantalum, titanium and gold mm-hmm. with the silver dial and then they've done the chrono version uh, which is very similar albeit it's chrono and it's got the blue dial. I must admit I'm the same as you. I'm not a big fan of Seamaster 300 chronos. Seamaster 300 non-chronos, um, I really like them. Right. Um, you know, that was, well, going back to my one of my first ever good watches was the Brosnan Seamaster Brosnan, 300. Uh, and I've always, I've always had a, a love of that watch. It's quite simple. And I especially like some of the more recent ones where the ceramic ones get no date on it and the tantalum one had no date in it as well. So it's really clean. I think it's the Planet Ocean, on the other hand, with the chrono. A, chrono and dive watches is not my thing massively anyway, yep. but the Planet Ocean chrono, I think, carries it because it's a big lump of metal. There's big no watch. two ways about it. It's a big watch, whereas the 300's not a small watch, but to me, it's not big enough to carry the whole chrono thing. So it's nice, just not my thing. I would quite like that blue dial, a non-chrono blue dial in the watch I've got, which is the tantalum one, the non-chrono tantalum, but that blue dial would look really good. Um yeah, I mean, I can see that. I know there's some folk, actually. I think it was I think it was an Instagram, RJ at Fratello. He was all over it because one of his first um, luxury watches was like the... It wasn't quite the same, but it, I think it was titanium, tantalum, and not Sedna gold, but gold. Right. He's got a, an older version of that, and he likes this because it's very similar to that watch that he has. So, yeah, some folk like it. Not massively my thing, but it's, it's a... Yeah, I normally, I normally don't like the look of these things, but this in the photos I've seen actually yeah. looks, looks quite appealing. Yeah. And then this leads us on to the big news, which will be Next any week. day now. Fifth. Uh, oh, the Timex Snoopy. Timex Snoopy, yeah. So Might have bought one as well. More, <laughs> more, more Snoopy watches on the way. So this is the Omega Snoopy watch everyone's been expecting. Well, so give Snoopy, us the background this... as to what is a Snoopy watch. Well, this is the one where, so obviously there's been a few Speedmaster Snoopies um, but all of the previous iterations that have had Snoopy somewhere involved in it have typically been mission watches. They've not Snoopy's been part of the story, but it's not been the I suppose the lead in the story. It's been a mission watch where Snoopy has had some 
part or partake in it. This one, though, is actually the anniversary of the Snoopy Award. So this watch will be a proper Snoopy anniversary watch, so which is part the of the... Award? So Snoopy Award was, without me rabbiting on for hours about it, because I can do, but... Um, uh, during the earlier space program through Mercury into Apollo, um, there were some major incidents and major accidents and such like. And hints and they, allegations. They, oh no, these were more uh, incidents where people died. So there were definitely incidents. Uh, and then they instigated a new kind of safety regime and protocols that they brought in, which was all about kind of top-down leadership, where the the, the program managers were encouraging the workers to always have safety in mind when they were doing things. And there was awards and the award happened to become the Snoopy Award, which was a, could be awarded by NASA management or managers to um, the regular workers within the programme where they maybe brought in things where safety was improved or safety was identified, etc., And it all came about as well because somebody at NASA in their kind of, I think it was what we would now call marketing, but it wasn't necessarily marketing then, but promotions. And they, Snoopy at that point was kind of new, was massive. You know, everyone in the States, it was it was very much in the forefront of people. Um, and they reached out and the kind of creators and owners of the copyright of Snoopy were also big space fans and they allowed it to be used and it became known as the Snoopy Award. And cool. that's still something that is still part of NASA safety structure now. And this is kind of um, so this, showing the... And so this watch is celebrating the Snoopy Award as opposed to Apollo. 13 correct which, which people was, were expecting something to come around about now as well does that mean there's nothing specifically for apollo 13 do you think uh, there is still something i i, apollo 13 I, that I honestly don't know um as to whether there is or isn't i don't know but um this is the 50th anniversary of the snoopy award right okay so hold on did omega miss a chance <laughs> to release a special edition for the Apollo 13. Well, I mean, that's, it's an interesting one, though, because I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm as in the dark as anyone else. The yeah. British CEO guy that we met, yeah. uh, Andre, I think his name was last year. Yeah, my, so Andre's the country manager, yeah. Uh, he, he liked my strap. Uh, he said there was going to be something for the Apollo 13 coming out. Mm. But that was last year. And Who knows? Nothing has happened. I mean, I think... Who knows? We, 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 have, we have seen, though, um, quite a lot of change in that some of the more recent launches from Omega that maybe folk thought would be limited editions have turned out to either not be limited edition, in some cases not even limited or numbered. So the 321 yep. is neither. Um, this Snoopy, um, by all accounts, is neither limited nor numbered. The one we were just talking about, the Chrono Seamaster, <coughs> the non-Chrono version was limited uh, limited to, I think, 2,000, 2,500. The new one isn't limited, but is numbered. So that does seem to potentially look like there might be a move away from doing just straight out limited editions, you know, maybe controlling it by limited production rather than actually shouting about we're only making this number. And so what can you tell us about hints and clues? Can you give us, it's obviously uh, Speedmaster based. What color is it? This one, um, obviously, you're starting to see the new movement coming through, which came through in the Apollo 11 50th and also in the gold one, which is the new coaxial. Cool. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see the new movement in it. Um, the slightly revised case shape that you have from, that, again, the Apollo 11. Um, I believe it's not on uh, a bracelet, so it's not on the new flat link bracelet. It's on a strap, um, which I understand is a blue strap, but there's been a lot of... Uh, mock-ups doing the rounds on IG and you know various platforms. Right. Do you think a, we might see a, a child's representation face? drawing of this watch anytime soon? I think we, <laughs> we might do. Um I, I, I would I would I would say that a lot of those um little mock-ups 
are aiming towards a blue orientated watch, I would say that it's possible if you're looking for that, you might be disappointed. Okay. Um, I think a white and silver palette might be more appropriate. Cool. And how prevalent do we think Snoopy is going to be? Is it just going to be in one of the uh, counter? I would like to think it's that not going to be, be. It's not going to be Snoopy I, in the middle of his hands like moving. I would like actually that it'll be more subtle than most folk will give it credit for. Okay. Um, I think it'll be quite understated. So black light only. A great big Snoopy face and peanuts on the back. Snoopy and peanut butter. Mm. <laughs> a special Snoopy. Special. A different Snoopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening in. I'm not. Do we have to credit him as being a special guest now? I think he's kind of part he's of the furniture. Like third wheel, third spoke. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, that, I'm that wheel in the trolley that when you're pushing it goes ding, 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 ding. The wobbly wheel. And it wobbles and tries to pull you off in the wrong direction. <laughs> Occasionally dings a Range Rover. Yes. So, <laughs> or, a, or, thank a need, you. Or, or a nice Audi. So, thank you for joining us this weekend, anyway, Dave. Uh, if you want to follow Dave, I don't know why you would, but if you want to, you can find him at Floatlight on Instagram. Dave also takes part in our Scottish Watches Live, which will be this Friday. Sometimes uh, turns up. I was Sometimes say, turns I up. I take part when I ask the question and actually get an answer as to you whether he does get an answer. Or I, said, I said, what did I say? I said, you said, no, we've got enough people. And then you went, actually, we've had a few dropouts. So. No. No, 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 somebody no. volunteered he, he, him. He said, he said I'd none, and then someone volunteered and I said, someone's dropped out. If you need me, mm. I can help out, at which he said, I said something like, I okay then. I no. okay, but that isn't like yes or no, that's like a random, I'll get back Are you to just, you. You're just, just treating him like a stunt cock. It's just clear that Dave needs like it, a, a written in triplicate or something. Uh, contracts, mate, it's all about contracts. You should know uh, this. So, well, that's true, actually. Uh, Hurry up, finish I'm this. Trying to, I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to find the quote. Who pulled it? Who pulled out? It was. Who pulled out? <laughs> no, you'll die anyway. <laughs> it's a trick. Any Frankie Boyle jokes we can drop in? Michael Jackson's oh, Children's yeah. Hospital. Here's what it said. So I'm free to fill in if needed, and I responded, okie dokie. Yeah, but you didn't say, yeah, you were just acknowledging him I, saying I, that. I, I, that wasn't yes, but I, I am free to fill in if needed. I said okie dokie and then posted the user. Anyway, right, anyway you, you weren't there. You were wrong. You were he was right. Uh, and balance Back is restored. Balance is restored. <laughs> <laughs> force is restored. <laughs> anyway, you can check out Scottish Watches Live on YouTube this Friday. Who have we got? I don't know yet, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah, we might have a guest. I might not bother. Should I have a word with Mike Richmond? Oh, yeah. Mike would be good. Uh, Mike, if you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're on tomorrow. If you're listening, you've got a gig tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. So, anyway, uh, check that out. That is now also available as another podcast, but you need to subscribe separately to Scottish Watches Live Lugs Edition. And it's shite. <laughs> be prepared for a nonsense of an hour. It's, it's entertaining. You need to check out Arthur and Dan's show as well on Instagram at the weekends, and that's repeated on the Scottish Watches Live channel through the week. So, yeah, that's it. Goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from both of them. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> Thank you.